0: round up daddy issues it's 8:30 a.m uh we're all a little reluctant for some reason to round this episode up i why do you I, think that is Where, like i feel like it has something to do with the the meg leia swap out change the energy <laughs> of the show
1: i think also there weren't any crazy hot takes on this episode that may be what what is giving us pause
0: but my- anyway i mean i think this you know, we'll be able to round this up. We'll get, k- we'll get our groove. But for some reason we just got here. We're like, how Gary, Gary has to kick this off with a negative. Somehow we'll be able to, Gary round has a this. meeting in four hours. So he's yeah. got to get to, yeah, I've got to speed this along. Um, I think we'll get back in the swing of things. Like frankly, I don't even think we have to release this. We can.
1: I took, let me say something. I took a Juno here. That was like $20. Uh, we the Juno We're to, fucking release the Juno to the <laughs> LLC.
0: The, to the Patreon.
1: What? Where should we start? There's, there's, there's. You
0: l- you, you ran through the topics earlier. Yeah, we I, guess, so I guess I guess.
1: Let's go in, in order. Let's talk about let's talk about this fashion segment. Uh, I, I like that. Dasha called her style Rococo slob. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. very yeah.
0: costumey. Yeah, yeah, she said her romantic. style was kind of romantic. I thought that was an interesting part. Anna, was sort of vulnerable, being like, you know. First of all, she was like am I making a mistake for are we making a mistake for not dressing really basic she was like being dressing basic is in like maybe we're making a mistake by looking bad uh, or she seemed yeah. to imply that she was intentionally looking bad cuz that was you know she was like uh, had irony poisoning is what she called it
1: Right What about your you you Max were, were on to normcore like 5 years ago or something but now now that they talk about this evolution into dadcore can you be our sort of normcore correspondent <laughs> and talk about that Evolution. To be
0: honest, I have no idea what any of this is about. It's just like, (laughs) you know, when I was at Bard, Normcore was just, you know, the apathetic aesthetic. That was just how people dressed. And then it was only years later that it it got this fancy name from Emily Siegel. Right. That was weird. They quoted her and they were like, she said it's an extension of the thing and it's about being self consciously unsexy. And Dasha was like, that's astute. And I was like, none of this is astute. It's just like wearing, you know, sloppy shit. And like, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know the difference. I guess what I'm saying is I don't have a hot take here, but I don't really know the difference between norm core and dad core. It seems basically the same to me. I do think they were picking up on this thing of like dads and like, we were talking about this with Anthony Bourdain and just people's desire to have like positive patriarchal figures, like public figures that are like men and manly, but not like Donald Trump.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine line. As they say, dads are canceled, but then some, what we somehow want, are looking for them <laughs> Yeah, but, Yeah, daddies. Seeping through in fashion, uh, white dad. No
0: mention, I mean, I want more like personal content from Anna and Dasha. Like no mention of Anna's dad on Father's Day episode. Uh, no mention of Dasha's parents. Someone on Reddit, there was a thread that was like, uh, what is the socioeconomic background of the three women, and people were just like putting all these theories out there and speaking of theories or theorems mm. one of them one of the comments was that anna 's dad was a famous mathematician, so you know googled Katchian mathematician and read about uh, leonid Katci he seemed like an extremely accomplished uh, mathematician which is which yeah. is cool and like I always everybody I think has respect for like, you know, the hard sciences or whatever. And so like, just cool when like, certainly a, Russians are yeah, Russian artsy, adjacent. You know, I think it's very cool to be like an artsy theory person who, you know, has some of that in them. Like mm-hmm. it gives you, it gives their opinions more weight because mm-hmm. they're thinking, maybe they're thinking about it in some neuronal kind of way, like in a smarter way than just yeah. a normal foofy person. So sure. uh, I wish, no, and I and wish my dad, parents were fucking my seriously
1: And like, her dad is like brilliant. Like he he um, you know in tech say something like like facial recognition software, right? Like now we can all just use a facial recognition software plug-in and like even the programmer you hire who's like kind of smart will use the facial recognition plug-in someone else did already. Mm-hmm. But then even that was coded using this somebody who's like pretty smart coded it to recognize faces, but it all started with some truly brilliant scientist doing a white paper that actually thought through, how would you recognize faces? Here's the math. This guy, Kachin, did this. It was sort of like um, um, how to uh, route things or or like make in complex sort of decision-making processes like routing Ubers. He wasn't trying to do it for routing Ubers, but use things like that to kind of, okay, there are all these people competing for resources or like... Pro, little, you know, nodes competing for resources. How do you decide how to allocate resources, basically? Hmm. And, like, th- that kind of thinking is being used by, like, you know, Uber, these kinds of things. Do you it's think either. that is literally being used by Uber? Somebody mentioned it, but then somebody was like, oh, it turned out that his, th- his theory didn't work out in practice, but it was brilliant. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's definitely brilliant. Yeah. He
0: was, like, he had, like, a New York Times obit. Like, he's a serious yeah. uh, mathematician, so respect. Um, uh, but yeah, so we were talking about dad core. Oh yeah. I was just saying in the same Reddit thread, someone talks about how Dasha's parents are dancers in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. And then <laughs> so someone that. responded to that. Like if Dasha's parents are dance dancers in Las Vegas, like we're not hearing nearly enough about that. Like that's yeah. hilarious. And Dasha to connect it to the sort of other parts of this episode that we'll touch on later. Dasha has consistently, I think on Twitter too, but in this episode she kept reiterating like childhood trauma is really bad. She kept saying like, these, it's too late for these kids. Like they're already so fucked up. And I think on Twitter or maybe in a previous episode, she had said something about like, I, you know, was left alone one afternoon and have been spending years dealing with that trauma. Just imagine like the child separation trauma. And so Dasha's kind of, I think saying there like, I really care a lot about my own childhood trauma. I think childhood trauma is really important. She's not sharing the nature of it exactly. But yeah, she would seem like pained like to the point of maybe like, half a step away from starting to cry, yeah. which I thought was very earnest. And like, I appreciate yeah, that and this, I this episode what happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. This episode definitely sort of mm-hmm. dipped in and out of Her parents of, are always gone at auditions for dance <laughs> auditions <laughs> right. in Las Vegas. And someone was like, That's not right. extra talent, like, ballet dancers. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I want to know more. Yeah. What is the deal there? Yeah. But on this That's Reddit thread, they were reviewed. positing that Dasha's parents, that Dasha comes from a wealthy family. And they were like, no one is trying to be an actress in 2018 right. who, or without, like, a safety net. Yeah. I, I, That's do a f- you guys you I don't, know, don't think she's, like, exceptionally wealthy. But I yeah. do believe that she probably is... Not as, as dirtbag not Yeah, married. I don't think she's Yeah, like poor.
1: And then it's like, she's had all these
0: experiences with the karaoke and also, like, that uh, in the... Or the Saudi... Sh- the Saudi... Sh- uh, do you guys think guy, the Saudi thing was true? I would say it was probably exaggerated a little bit, but, like... I believe it. And because I also think our, it's the kind of situation, yeah. For our listeners who uh, don't listen to every episode of The Scare, uh, Dasha said... First of all, listen to every episode yeah, of The Scare. Obviously. As so many people tell me, like, I love your podcast, but I can't listen to The Red Scare. And by like, so many, I mean, like, three. And um, just li- just listen to all half the Half our listeners are so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dasha said she had a episode. grift... Where uh, where she would go to dinner, go to like steakhouses with a Saudi, a rich Saudi guy, and they would kind of, you know, she was sort of doing like non sexual escorting, basically, with this Saudi guy in an arrangement, like a retainer, and uh, it seemed she pretty, said a couple in, thousand a week, right? A or, month, I think. Okay, but then he proposed. That uh, they formally proposed, date each other. Well, and he also proposed sex, mm-hmm. but in this very stiff way. I can't really remember. And she was like, "Ew, I can't do this." Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Like. I don't know if it was true or not. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed it true. true. That, like that, that I think it was true. Stuff
1: happens. Like I mean, from what what I hear, you know, that, that, that's that definitely. Andre? I mean, the Harvey Weinstein of it all. Like that that stuff definitely happens. Now, and in L. A. specifically, or New York.
0: It's also I, I it, yeah. Right? I, I definitely believe that stuff happens, but I also believe it's the type of thing that if you're trying to cultivate an image as like a uh, sex work adjacent uh, ingenue, you might cultivate that. He might you might fertilize that story a little bit yeah at that when she's telling that story I think it's Leia. I, be- I actually believe it Leia who's standing in for Meg uh, we hope. or or Anna or Anna one of them says like you didn't take the money like they basically were like that's a, a lot of money which goes back to I think this idea of like uh, Dasha coming from a middle class or upper middle class or wealthy family it's like even the story of like, flirting with being an escort seems like something someone would do with actually like a healthy amount of money. <laughs> right. Like she's like in mm-hmm. it for the experience, Romance. in it for the image and the persona mm-hmm. versus like, she's like destitute and will do anything. Uh, cause Anna and, and, uh, Leah seem more readily, uh, down to take the money. Yeah. It's sort of like, um, <laughs> a hype beast LARPing as, uh, <laughs> foster parents. What was, I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about that cause that was my favorite episode of the, show we hold on where where was it oh uh we're gonna move from children being ripped from their parents to local hype beasts LARPing as parents and then Anna says whoop whoop and Dasha kind of ad-libs there you go and then it goes into the music and then they're like dad or as Andre would say dashboard dashboard
1: No, I think Anna sort of hit on a good thing of the difference between like LARPing. you like they love the concept of LARPing, of pretend that that so many people are sort of take on the aesthetics of something, but don't really have any of the underlying mm-hmm. experience or ethos of it. And I think they Anna definitely distinguishes between like actually being into this like. Working class dad core landlord core vibe. That was really who's, funny. Who's got fifty keys on the keychain or whatever? Like that being sexy as opposed to some hipster guy kind of pretending to be landlord core is like. Yeah, she was like, interested. every
0: man in Brooklyn has a tiny, tiny backpack, backpack.
1: <laughs> and stick and poke
0: tattoos. And I was like, who are these men? Like, tiny backpack is really funny. To me. <laughs> God, is that real? But I, yeah. I love that. But it was just you know I don't know any men with tiny backpacks <laughs> and stick and poke tattoos. But like, I don't know. It's very like maybe, Williamsburg. I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe
1: those whatever those. Oh, I've seen definitely a lot of second poke tattoos. But but it's like you get the idea of of sort of larping as yeah. sort of working class as opposed to really having this this experience. Well, this yeah, sort of it's place. it's just like you know you go to like
0: an ad agency and you see like a guy who works as like a media planner at an ad agency and he's got like two full sleeves of tattoos and you're just like. What is the mentality that allows you to be like a brainless neoliberal, but also like paint yourself? Like yeah,
1: yeah. It just it's a it's a funny combination. It's a weird. That's a little
0: bit slightly different. But wait, anything else on dadcore fashion yeah. or just fashion? And I was like, I'm gonna go on my polemic about uh, Balenciaga, Vet-mon. yeah, Vetmont and you know, basically it it was hardly a polemic. She's like praising them for how good they are at commodifying working class signifiers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She seems to be into it. There was a funny moment with that when Dasha was like, I mean, we've all been excited to see how Balenciaga has developed. And then Anna's like, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Like, I don't know if we're all excited about that. Uh and there's like the Balenciaga Orthopedic shoes. Is oh my Balenciaga? god. Yeah. 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 yeah, I looked yeah. it up
1: online and it was eight hundred ninety-five dollars yeah. for basically like New Balance Grey, like, like a, me ca- a Casper <laughs> mattress. Yeah. That's a true grift they got going on there. Um, oh, fuck Casper. Uh
0: yeah, fashion.
1: Oh, there was also the
0: Anna uh said she's gonna get as confessional as she's ever been, which is I once had sex yeah, uh, was with a fun. guy which with was a fun. count with a European count. And she with said, with alabaster when, skin, when he entered the room, he had alabaster skin and sort of tousled hair and a sweater that looked very ratty, but was monogrammed, which mm. actually inspired me. Like I was like, that's dope. Like I want to yeah. find like, I got to like monogram, like an old shirt. Um, Anna would be into it, but that was that was funny. Uh, the idea of and also I just thought like entered the room. I was thinking like, I guess they they must have met online because she's like mm. when he walked into the room, mm-hmm. he had and I was like I hope this is like a they bar were, where you met or yeah something, they were set up just, like, maybe Tinder to apartment yeah which I I don't want to think about um, Bumble to apartment. Do you think Anna's yeah. on Bumble <laughs> 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 or is it like she would hinge? <laughs> Anna's, on Anna's on coffee meets bagel. <laughs> um, J date. She's certainly on J date if that still exists. Looking for Trump's Surkov. Um, Uh I'm Trying to think about should we, fashion. Should we talk about Bannon? I guess there, we, could, we could probably get more into the fashion. I just don't remember that much. Kirkland brand. Yeah, they read the they yeah, read Adams, the article.
1: Adam's a dad core icon. They talk about it. yeah. It is. they read the what they read the New York Times uh piece about dad
0: core and they quote Emily Siegel talking about uh and she kind of she kind of makes fun of Emily Siegel's new enterprise nemesis global she was like which is a sort of neoliberal trend forecasting she was like big lol but I'm gonna be nice today think tank
1: think Uh, tank right She's the queen of the grift. She's a respect for Emily. But here.
0: then, what's funny? They they sort of she alludes to the fact that she has some like not so nice thoughts about Emily Siegel. But then, regurgitates her exact Emily Siegel's exact whole meme about Norm Corp when she's talking about uh, uh, Balenciaga and like appropriating nostalgia and nostalgia not even for any era, just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, I was somewhat surprised that, she, that the sort of big LOL, but I'm gonna be nice today. I was like kind of surprised because i just imagined that they were friends or something i think anna's younger oh no we found out from the patreon from the premium episode that anna is 32 yes and Dasha is 27 yeah and meg like come back meg like yeah leia let's talk about meg and leia yeah like leia um first of all like How's your health? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like I just I think she's a smoker? Uh, she, she may. I don't know if she's ever tried cigarettes, but uh you know, Leia has a kind of whereas Meg is kind of like almost like an innocent in the trio. I feel like Leia is in some ways partially because of her voice, but also like what she, she seems, says. She seems more confident than that. Yeah, Meg. she's more confident, but she's also like another sort of cynic uh person. She's not like, here, let me throw out like an innocent take. She's like, you know more drenched in kind of irony or whatever than Meg and I feel like the Meg counterbalance is actually nice and gives some air and fluffiness to the show wow. that I that I appreciate Making you appreciate Meg. Oh yeah, my I, god. I, no, I, I really like I, I really was like and I and I, didn't, I didn't think Leia was bad. Leia said some funny stuff too. Like I, her yeah. Paddington 1 thing was pretty funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um and uh I liked Leia actually. and would be down to hear more like Leia jokes and stuff, but I was just missing Meg in this episode, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's fun. It's fun. Meg, Meg, dynamic is good. I think we. Uh, there's a good uh, uh, on Reddit. Obviously, there's a whole debate on Reddit about Meg versus Leia. But I wrote down one funny quote uh, from a user. I like the new Kanye, uh, and the user wrote, "Where the hell is Meg? Who is Leia? I turned the new pot off after 10 minutes. This show's for girls now." <laughs> <laughs> Meg is what made it um, sort of multi-gender. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Meg, Meg is so different than Anna and Dasha. Like she's, she does not have rape fantasies, for example. Uh, and so there's a little bit of this, like now the show is just kind of nihilistic, like, yeah. I don't know. Right. I think we rely on the roundup on sort of Andre's sensitivity, his, uh, (laughs) Andre's, (laughs) Andre's innocence. Uh, you know, we couldn't remember like with Bourdain that we couldn't share in the, in the immediate after. And that's part of what makes the show work is you can't have everybody have the same sensibility. Um, Asshole. So yeah, let's, let's, let's get Meg back from Iceland. We'll be nicer to Meg. Like I like no joke, genuinely miss Meg on this show. um, what should we talk about? Bannon thing, uh Nerds. more Leia. Was there any Leia, other notable Leia? Not really. There were times when I thought she was gonna keel over. <laughs> why <laughs> why why like, just her, her voice, voice. Yes. Yeah. so deeply like subdued. Like I felt like she had like a, like um something like intestinal happening that was you know, troubling her or something. Yeah, it could be. Uh Oh yeah. A fellow podcaster. I'm too has bored fallen. to explain <laughs> it to you. Yeah. Dasha was pretty funny. On a this fellow website. podcaster has fallen. That's good, that was really know. funny. Um, all
1: yeah, right. Dasha,
0: so- Dasha was just sort of like, you know, well, Anna has a sort of, Anna has a sort of basic take, uh, which like about the nerdist thing, which is, she's just like, nerds are actually these kind of aggressors. And like these nice guys end up being like really bad guys. Uh, and then Dasha kind of is like, yeah, like, and look what happens when you let them get a girlfriend. They get too skinny. Like, <laughs> and I was like, maybe I need to date one of these guys. And everyone's like, no, Anna. Uh-huh. Uh, what about you guys? If you guys could have a perfect body, but you had to date someone who would constantly shame you, would you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Andres is a yes. There's, um, there's, no, per- there's no perfect body is the truth. Like, like I find like Emrata disgusting. Like wow. I like uh, that the, when she does the back shots, like I'm down, no like, uh, but <laughs> when there's like the sort of standing front shot, I just feel like, Oh cool. You're like, one-fifth of the way through like disfiguring yourself like oh, yeah, your lips your your belly button, like and it's just like i'm not saying you have bad features i'm saying you're clearly on the way to disfiguring yourself and that's not sexy to me like when she first came out yeah like you know blurred lines i thought
1: sexy, blurred lines i just think like Emirata. if you are um, imagine if blurred lines came out today <laughs> like how problematic oh it would be it's literally like a song about date rape it's interesting that it
0: kind of launched her career and now yeah. she is considered this like woke Model right, yeah. I just feel like about perfect bodies though. Like, you know, it's just a bottomless fucking bowl of soup. Like, you know, you're never gonna get like the best my body's ever been. I was just squeezing my tummy and just being like, you fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So like, just you, you, I just want to be with, I just want to be with the nice person. Yeah, it's also so fleeting. Like, you get about twenty years of quote unquote good body. I yeah, think. and like you know what is our lifetime? It's like a blink of an eye in the eyes of the Lord, you know, we're fucked. It also (laughs) Um, feels so good to work out though, you know? It does. What (laughs) what was the, uh, Anna and Meg stopped working out together, that was sad. I hope they do that again. What was the thing where Anna said, was talking about, uh, she she was talking about something being in a keynote present? It was about Jeff Sessions. I think it was about like, Oh, the names of these operations that they do. They were like Operation Streamline. Right, right, about immigration and and child separation policy. But I liked how Anna said, she was saying, like, you have these people like Trump who are, like, interested in the media, theater, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon. But then you have these, like, you know, uh, sort of more, like, bureaucratic Nazis who just want to do the streamlined... Hurting people thing like sessions and others and Stephen Miller, and then she said they have their Slack Note or Keynote presentations, which is I was just like, that's so funny. Like Anna yeah. never worked in a company like Slack Note. <laughs> like, oh, she said Slack Note. She corrected herself. Yeah. like oh. Slack Note or Keynote yeah. uh, presentations, but it's like Slack. Her note. friend who works at a media company told her told her about Slack. That's right. Slack Note. Uh, Antonio. Do, do you, you think- guys remember Antonio? <laughs> who is that? Anna's like, <laughs> and Anna's like Antonio, who I'm s- uh, writing a piece of, oh, yeah. supposedly. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, It's just that supposedly, like, said, suggested so much about their, like, working relationship, and uh-huh. Anna's, like, procrastination, and maybe Antonio's work ethic. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that they're, like, I, you know, Meg going to Switzerland with Brad, and uh, Dasha going to Wisconsin to film some other thing, and Anna maybe having this essay, like, what are their non? Even has to do with the roundup. What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish. Um, no, but what are their what are their non podcast ambitions? Or like, what are they doing off podcast?
1: I mean, like obviously, Dasha's acting. Yeah.
0: Um, Does like to what I guess to what extent do they now identify as podcasters? Brooklyn-based podcasters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, have they have they bought equipment, for example? Yeah. Probably. Well, eh, probably not. I don't know. Um, I Does Meg have like another gig? I don't know. Unclear. Independently wealthy. Brad is successful as an artist. Um, yeah, I want, I feel like I would guess Meg has some sort of other job. Um, that is my guess. Oh, I think on Facebook when I tried to look her up, it said she worked at NYU. So oh. maybe she has some part-time yeah, like, gig somewhere. I can see that. Um, I mean, you got to make a living Yeah, and I think is, you know, she was in graduate school, I think dropped out of graduate school. She has s- s- not totally insignificant amount of like writing online that's mm-hmm. available like on her website, but like, it's not like uh she's not like a freelance writer who's, you know, doing pieces getting every couple paid weeks or whatever. She's not like a Rachel Syme. <laughs> is <laughs> or, that a porn star? Or a, or a Gia, Gia Tolentino. Um, I know who that is, but, uh, yeah, I wonder, I think, you know, the podcast grift is, it's what's the Patreon up to now? Good question. last time I checked, it was like 4,300. Um, let me check low energy roundup.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, we need some coffee hey, and yeah. some cold brew. <laughs>
0: this is just going to be a low energy well, roundup. Why? Was... Why is it a low energy because roundup? Was, Are we was, bored? Are they bored? Get...
1: No, it's hard. It was hard to get our. lately like, there wasn't that much in this episode. Uh,
0: the Patreon for Red Scare they're at four thousand three hundred seventy seven dollars a month. Wow. Uh, so they have eight hundred and forty patrons. Are those evaluative patrons or prescriptive? <laughs> <laughs> descriptive. What is it? Uh, you know, but there is a, a goal of five thousand dollars per month for Anna's long overdue hymen reconstruction. <laughs> Yikes! So they're almost there, guys. So, so if you're listening, if you're listening to the roundup and you don't listen to Red Scare, that's disgusting. But at the very
1: least, we you have should a Patreon to- too, though. Actually, so please donate to the Patreon. Yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to do that. The, the Nerds came up because of the Chris Hardwick. Um, Did you guys know who that was? I knew Singled Out, but I
0: was like, I was the same thing. I was like, is this the Singled Out guy? Because I'm also old enough to have watched Singled Out to have had a Singled Out based gag at my own bar mitzvah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. What was it? It was basically like I was the, Singled Out was 50 contestants and one like you're it person. Okay. And the person. There were a couple different rounds, but the main thing was like you had your back to everybody. Or maybe this is the whole thing. And series of questions, and then people would advance or drop out or whatever, and someone would get to you, and that would be your date. Um, who? Would what win. were the questions? Trivia or about vacation together with this person you've never met, or like big date or something. And, Personal questions, trivia questions, whatever, and so we did that. And I had a girlfriend at my bar mitzvah, and another girl, her good friend, won the single that thing, and the whole uh, thing was like you went a slow course. dance, and it was just like a gag. But like my girlfriend was like, "Did you dance?" Staring. To of course, I danced with the the, the friend. Like the friend. Like that was wow. the fucking construct of the game. I'm not gonna break yeah. the fucking rules. <laughs> like yeah, and uh, and so the my girlfriend was like staring daggers at me. Uh, about the whole thing and she was so pissed and I was meanwhile pissed at my grandma for asking the DJ to play a bunch of slow songs and then I was... <laughs> Do you remember you know, what the slow song was? It was like a hundred slow songs because he just listened to my grandma <laughs> and meanwhile I, was, I didn't like the slow songs or the fast songs because I didn't want everybody to watch me dance to fast songs it's at my bar mitzvah. So embarrassing. It yeah. was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. My girlfriend got back to me actually by uh, brutally breaking up with me uh, over the phone. Wow. Fuck. From, uh, from ski club. Wow. She called me from a payphone at Ski Club. Wow. This is deep. But was, uh, what was great about the <laughs> At least she told is, you. You know, you didn't hear from a friend that she had broken up with you or something. She started to break up with me yeah. and I knew what was happening before she said the words. Yeah. And so I broke up with her. Like I like jumped in. Uh-huh. I was like, we shouldn't date anymore. So I got it. Wow. I got it. That's a classic move. I was really obsessed with like telling people at school that it was like basically mutual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. I was crying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. uh. But yeah, singled out Gary, wow. Chris Gary. No, So Gary. And then he, so he, but he like rebranded. And he had this show at midnight on uh, Comedy Central, I think, Am and I that got him into something? his sort of nerdist yeah. empire. Is nerdist, that, or, you know, what is, nerd- is it a website or a podcast? It's a website, and maybe he also has a podcast too. I think he And it's advised. like nerdy. They talk about. Nerdy
0: stuff, nerd, movies, nerd culture, but
1: like nerd culture has become sort nerd of culture now is know. like Game of Thrones, right? Like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, all these sort of mainstream things are, are right. Are Comic Con, culture. I feel like is kind yeah, of like, like the embodiment ground zero of, like, of nerd.
0: Culture. It's just people who are like Anna. Cosplayers. Anna says it really well. She's like, it's a euphemism, basically for liberal. Like right. like it's like good, Game of Thrones, like Glee. <laughs> Glee yeah. was a weird example, but I feel I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, she's she, they're like nerds are just a consumer group but hardwick was i remember he was kind of just like normie cool host of singled out and he had jenny mccarthy this is what made jenny mccarthy Uh, famous was her she was the co-host of singled out and then jenny mccarthy moved on and then carmen electra was the host and also made carmen electra so like this was this like real like fame juicer for these two women and then i guess hardwick turned out to have a pretty big career off of that too yeah um Carmen Electra and Naomi Russell comes up again. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, there that. was some porn. I they're guess, guess good there was a line about Sasha things, Gray. Uh, yeah. yeah they're oh, like, they even...
0: Not, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you're
1: not a nerd. You're just a whore who bought glasses about Sasha Gray. That was freaking, like an old
0: meme that they... They were like, remember that old meme yeah. where it was like a girl with glasses? But they, even for me, outstripped my, like, porn knowledge in this episode because they were like... Who's the talk, third person? Yeah, the third person. They were <laughs> like... Sasha they Gray. Were like, they were like, yeah, like, Sasha Gray and Stoya. I'm like, yeah, okay, duh, yeah, of course, and then they were like, and Claire Sartre, and I was like, what? Claire Sartre. i <laughs> uh, never heard of that one. Um, Have you looked her up? Not yet. Not yet. I'm not, I'm not interested. Like, I thought Sasha Gray was great. I was not into Stoya. I couldn't pick, pick Stoya out Alconish. of a, a lineup. <laughs> um, what else about oh, Chris Oh, in Hardwick?
1: that Chris Hardwick thing, there, there was this weird thing, there's this moment in the medium piece where Chris Hardwick is like, Chris, the woman who wrote the ex-girlfriend who wrote the piece is like yeah i told chris that i loved him and he said back i love you too f star 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 and it was obviously he said that i love you too faggot yeah but they kept sort of arguing about whether it was fuck it It it's like that's clearly what he said like it was weird either way yeah
0: and then someone on reddit was like it shows how little they understand men that they wouldn't, they couldn't imagine like a guy calling that's, his girlfriend faggot. That actually, faggot.
1: I completely agreed with well, that. I can I imagine
0: mean, in the context of playing, you know, calling your your girlfriend, your wife a faggot, whatever, that's fine. But in the way it was stated, as like when she finally says "I love you," it is pretty bizarre to say "I love you too, faggot." Yeah. No, not
1: that. That's like the right thing to say. Really. Like you could, we all know like. Guys who would say that, like it's the sort of like I'm not in touch with my emotions. Sort I just dis-
0: I disagree. Like I, I didn't under it, to me it felt incoherent to say that in that moment. I would did love guys did read the you're... medium. Did you read? I didn't read. Did the, you I, read, read it, the medium? I read it. I read it. It, okay. it was incoherent. Like I thought this whole thing was kind of like Anna, you know, another like Anna punching down or whatever. Like Anna's like making fun of her for posting a selfie of her eating disorder. Uh, like I I was just, why did they talk about this? I guess the funny thing to me was just that he was a podcaster, the first, first podcaster to be me too Yeah. or something. But I thought a fellow podcaster has fallen. (laughs) Uh, I thought, um, I thought it was a strange topic and it was sort of another place for Anna to be kind of a troll
1: and kind of make fun of a person who's. Talking about someone abusing her. Yeah, Anna. Anna has uh, definitely this. this, That was that moment came through her like weird reactionary strain where she's like, she kind of wants to defend the the accused and be like, come on, let's not try him in the court of public opinion. And like, how bad is was any of this except maybe the like, she's like maybe the sexual assault, multiple sexual assault. Aside, she was
0: like, she was basically saying it's. He this wasn't even he didn't right. do anything and then she was like aside from the multiple sexual assaults right. and the blacklisting her from jobs right, so right. She, yeah she, she's like those were the only things that were problematic <laughs> she's like he didn't break any laws it was just problematic right. the sexual assault and uh... it is an interesting uh, aspect of Me Too that hasn't really been discussed yet which is like the variations in like let's say like dignity and intelligence of the written product of the accusation of the medium post or whatever. So like, for example, I remember when Glenn Thrush of the New York times, when that was initiated, it was from a medium post that was one of the most, it was like really long, really meandering, yeah. really confusing. And it was just written from like the perspective or like the author was just, you know, like a feeble minded person. It doesn't, you know, it's just hard to know what the underlying, uh, what it means about the underlying reality, but like, there's no like, Standard. It's not like everybody talks to Ronan Farrow and then Ronan Farrow writes like a mm-hmm. well reported, eloquent thing. It's like some of the stuff's on medium. Uh what have been? I think another good example of this Aziz, well, Yeah, the Aziz. One. Aziz on sorry is the, the babe.net. Yeah. Exactly. babe.net, yeah. Right. That was a poorly constructed It seems like everyone still fucks with Aziz On I mean yeah, they're Aziz like Aziz
1: seems not canceled from what I can tell.
0: I think the uh, audience of people sorry if you guys like Aziz On but the audience of people that like Aziz On it's, don't give a shit or like are not people right. are not like neoliberal coastal elites uh who are like you know moira is not watching aziz i'm sorry I, I think he's the thing that i think he has to deal with i think it, it has effects on his career like literally imagine the meetings he takes in hollywood or whatever and the subtext of those meetings like i think people are still developing stuff with him but i think it's for sure slowed his shit down a lot mm-hmm, and yeah. also it's embarrassing like he's got to be humiliated because there's like but what must have slowed his shit he's down his fingers in the mouth or like yeah. he, there was just some like
1: <laughs> and some he's, he detail. has to
0: deal with being a short like a short little wiener guy yeah. and like I think he's humiliated. he's my doppelganger basically. no he's not Vucatini <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good is it it's really interesting that you think Aziz Ansari is your doppelganger. It, it's like, <laughs> I am a cross between Aziz Ansari and
1: David Cross.
0: No, I have I David Cross's body and Aziz David Ansari's Curtis face. Um, you
1: can't see him, but Max is a zaddy. You can't. You can zaddy. <laughs> um, I'm wearing Crocs right now. Dadcore, very dadcore. Um,
0: what else we got? But yeah, I thought, to your point, Andre, Anna sort of went into her normal stance of defending the accused, with the Chris Hardway thing, but also it it felt like she had learned something from either like the Twitter drama over the past couple weeks or something, or just like she said like, Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, You know, but even just her being like willing to talk about the problematic things that he did. And also he says, or also she's, she's like to the victim, like I wish her the best. It seems like she's had some trauma. Like she, she's expressing a sort of nuanced, uh, like, it's like, you know, she does her troll thing, but she also kind of uh, gives a fair and balanced um, recap of the whole incident that I thought showed to me that Anna has learned something from the Twitter backlash.
1: Yeah. Also, by the way, even you, know, you said it's a basic take that there definitely is some. there's a shift has happened in the culture from like, Nerd, you think of like sweet Michael Sarah, like we're rooting for him to like nerd is like curdled into this sort of creepy, like, creepy like, entitled. The, the, that the somebody said. I feel right? like Toby McGuire is like
0: the oh yeah uh, version of this because yeah. in uh, Michael Sarah plays him in Molly's yeah. Game, but in the Molly's Game excerpt that was in Vanity Fair where she like names Toby Maguire, mm. he's just like. Fucking devious, (laughs) uh, oh yeah, sociopath, nerd guy. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good guy.
1: Anna has some good lines
0: about the kind of, uh, once again, the kind of guys that she's interested in. She's like, don't, don't date a nerd. Like, date a guy in a wife beater with like a ton of keys or on a gold chain. A guy who seems like he could yell at you in public. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she's like a bucket hat, Oakleys, cargo Uh, shorts. It's like Anna, you got to get out of New York. You're not going to find that archetype here also like wearing the sort of uh, you know berlin haircut with the rat tail and also wanting like this sort of guy with the bucket right. hat right and cargo shorts like <laughs> not gonna happen it's,
1: it's a tough combo let's see to briefly talk oh yeah anna says
0: kirkland brand makes her wet <laughs> yeah i had to google kirkland brand really yeah you never I, been to costco oh so it's costco's brand uh, it's costco's I'm house total brand. coastal elite and i knew that
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That's shocking. Yeah I, yeah. I Kirkland is sick. I used to have a Kirkland cashmere sweater I loved in college. Whoa. I actually was having uh, water is
1: my main Kirkland, but they also make sweater. Kirkland
0: water. Kirkland actually makes, you know, a lot of golf balls, you oh, know, wow. Kirkland, Kirkland everything. Uh, should we talk about the Bannon stuff? Like, I think sure, the reason we've that's been the last we, topic. The then reason, I want to talk
1: about Cometown. Yeah,
0: yes. Uh, uh, the reason we've been avoidant, I think, of talking about the Bannon stuff is because. You know, if you are a political junkie, I found that the ban and stuff like, didn't add any real new content. It was like, okay, what are the ban? Me- he wears multiple shirts. He looks like he's decaying inside out. Like Dasha sort of kind of unconvincingly said she might have sex with him. Uh, I, I be- So I think I was thinking about this. I, I agree. What they actually say, surface level, is pretty uninteresting and not adding anything new. But I think Dasha's. Interest in Bannon. I was like, why does she like Bannon? And I think it's because she herself is really into conspiracy theories. Like, I just feel like throughout the Red Scare episodes, Dasha multiple times has brought up some like pretty weird fringe. Like, she knew about the Clinton killing the children conspiracy. Like, I don't even know what the hell Dasha is talking about when she brings these things up. But it's clear to me she brought up this like meth thing, which. Yeah, she, she herself real- is really into these fringe uh, conspiracies, and I feel like um, she talks about Bannon was also into this thing of like the fourth. Uh, I don't even remember. It's the like fourth estate. No, it's like no, the no, fourth, it's like fourth, some fourth turning or something. Like oh, that. the fourth yeah. turning. Yes, yes. Yeah. The cycles. yeah, and I think <laughs> yeah, Dasha herself is interested in that, and so I, you know, if anything, it just like evaluative uh, So, first boy, I, 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 Like you know, I don't want to hate. Like I just felt like it. The Bannon thing was boring. Like, and also just like, I hate, so jokes, I hate meth jokes. I hate herpes jokes. Like to me, those are so like level one normie internet chucklehead type things to reference and try to make people laugh. And so like, so-and-so's cooking meth. Like I've never laughed at a joke that yeah. has a meth or a herpes as like the- Noted core idea and like also dissolving hookers in a bathtub, like similar family yeah. of things. Wow. Not, 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 <laughs> not a chuckle fucker. Not a chuckle fucker. And you know, it was interesting. I actually didn't realize that Bannon, I knew about some of his film stuff, but I didn't know he had um, produced Brown Bunny. Uh, yeah, the the, Vincent, I also didn't know that. The Vincent yeah. Gallo uh, movie. And then on Reddit, they were like, he also produced a Todd Salons movie. Wow. And do you know Todd Salons? No, no. Todd Salons, yeah. the, just happiness. like the greatest filmmaker uh, happiness being like the most popular work of genius. But, um, I'm not into cartoons. <laughs> it's not a cartoon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, uh, you know how I said oh, that. Okay. And then Dasha said yes. that. Right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. We should talk about that too. Oh. And the Rick and Morty. There's a lot actually. And now okay. we're rounding it up. Um, but yeah, T- Todd Salons is like a sort of brilliant filmmaker and Bannon produced or funded palindromes, which is like mm. a super weird and interesting mm. movie. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, I found, maybe this is too mean, but when I was listening to them talk about, uh, Bannon's face, I was thinking the real analogy for Bannon's face is Leia's voice. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cut that. Dang, <laughs> it's dang. Pretty funny. But I genuinely think a big part of why this roundup feels so low energy is because there's something about the, the Meg and Adasha thing that really works. Yeah. Um, and they have a certain chemistry. Yeah. It's like, you know, think about Howard Stern. It's like, you know, you need the sort of Robin. Yeah. You need Robin. You need, you need the sort of just mixed work. And I don't know. I just, I, I definitely was very earnestly feeling like I like Leah and she's funny and, you know, fine, but please just have Meg back on the next one. I need, I need, why her. you gotta hate on me.
1: And, <laughs>
0: <what>? <laughs> Is that
1: Leia? It's Leia. <laughs> all right come come town okay come Come town. i listen all right the redditors have been screaming at us to listen to come town saying that we can't understand red scare without come town i listened to all four episodes that they recommended and the dasha one that sort of kicked off red scare proto red scare dasha and amber dasha and amber yeah amber and nick were roommates oh wow i think so where is amber I don't know. I was just was thinking, I woke up this morning actually thinking, where's Amber? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, my impression of, of Comptown, honestly, I, I said without having listened to anything, I said, you know, this kind of reminds me of something that I liked when I was 15 and it was like shock jock, Howard Sterny vibe, kind of like, like making un PC jokes and, and kind of like teenage humor and that's exactly what I thought, having listened to five episodes. Like, you know, dick jokes, gay jokes, kind of racist jokes. Like, did it help you understand Red Scare any better? The only way I'll tell you, to, first of all, I say Adam is totally out of place on the show, and I actually thought Adam would make much more sense on Chapo, and then he went on Chapo this week, and he was like funny and interesting on, yeah. the, on the Gotti episode. Um, because he's just like a more sort of like aware of the world kind of like sensitive soul. And these guys are just like kind of autistic, like callous callous guys. And like, look, Nick is funny. Nick is kind of, he kind of, he's like, he's kind of like if Felix were, were just making, like like making jokes at the wrong targets or something is how I would describe him as. Like he kind of has like, that, what's that?
0: But not funny.
1: But not funny. Uh, uh, I thought I thought like 15-year-old me would have found him funny uh, and he kind of reminded me of Felix uh, and I know they're friends of sort of like can like take a riff and just quickly like make a whole one-minute thing about it. But it's just like what he's making jokes about. His isn't, targets are I, I feel,
0: and I feel like his his Twitter is is funny. Uh, and then N Y C Guido voice. also well, he has his own Twitter, extremely online guy. Mm. Uh, but uh, Dasha doxed him as N Y C Guido voice, which is also a funny but, account. So I'm not saying like Nick is not funny. It's just the I I haven't listened to it as much as you, but I've listened to a few episodes, and I just I can't find it. Like I just can't find the laughs. I don't Uh, know, it's it's weird to me, like, it just, it's just like, I'm interested in... Like the fact that it's gotten so popular, and I think you're right that it is kind of like more of a teen. It's about they mentioned
1: Howard Stern extensively, by the way. So he clearly is like an inspiration. For I just that, think you know? we're letting the redditors win right now, before <laughs> we talk about, about come Town. No, happen. we should t- we should address though because they've 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 talked about it, so much. but um, it's so weird. This is this, the other thing I think I that they that they they, yeah. they came that came out of it when hearing Dash on it, and the, and like even Amber kind of wanted to go along, like they're like, kind of aggressively unwoke, and, you know, Dasha and Amber on their episode had the vibe of, like, wanting to go along with the guys, and you can see, it's kind of how, like, Dasha and, sorry, Dasha and Anna, you know, saying retard all the time, whatever, like, they are coming from that place where it's, like, like, if you heard the stuff that, like, all of the people on Comtown, if they became part of the sort of like woke Twitter circle would be canceled in two seconds, you know? Yeah. And so they co- they're coming from that milieu, and then they come here, and the, and they're tr- they're, but they're interacting with woke Twitter, and woke Twitter's like, whoa, whoa, you can't say that. And But that's sort of where they see, that's maybe like where their podcasting origins come from, and they're like, what? They're saying like 10 times worse stuff, <laughs> like why right. can't I say, I, I don't know, there's something. Did you have a favorite episode? Um, I like the one with Dasha and Amber, but, but I I listened to, to, to four or five other ones too. Um, there were, there were occasional, occasional moments. Yeah. As I said, I mean, Nick is like a quick wit. He's, he's, he's definitely got something, but it just, just picks the wrong targets. At
0: one point, I think Dasha says that Red Scare is a cultural commentary podcast, not a political commentary podcast. Would you guys agree with that? Or what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think they yeah. talk about politics, and it sort of segues into like monogram sweaters in this interesting way, where they're like aesthetic critics, uh, kind of moral critics. But yeah, I think that I think that I think it's a cultural commentary podcast, like related to this. Um, it's like when Anna quoted the CDC statistics and whatever.
1: Well, that's so like,
0: since, you know, earnestly political. Dasha Also, when she was talking about Bannon had an element of that where she was like, so Steve Bannon returned for the first time since he was ousted from the white house and did an interview with ABC's Jonathan Carl. And I just yeah. found like that was like Dasha as like uh, Casey hunt on MSNBC <laughs> or something. Just like, yeah. just doing the reporting, about the news yeah. in a way that like a political podcast would do, which felt a tiny bit out of place, but also kind of endearing. Like, but yeah, I think it's, it's a cultural commentary podcast. It's, it's for the jokes. Um,
1: forever, man. Yeah. I don't think whereas like Chapo, you can tell sometimes they'll, they'll have someone on and they're trying to like move the needle on the immigration issue or just get educate people or something. This is more like a step removed and kind of like yeah. commentating. Not Max, <laughs>
0: you've never seen happiness. no, yeah wow. I wow. see that and you've Wait, never seen Welcome to the Dollhouse Welcome to the Dollhouse the other one it's brilliant it's really brilliant uh, Wiener Dog is a more recent one which is hilarious but like not as good Happiness those is are the a- two
1: good, amazing ones Happiness and, and Welcome to the Dollhouse yeah, have, yeah you I gotta Google did you see
0: Life During Wartime the like happiness sequel no it's like half as good as happiness but it's like maybe even darker oh my god Happiness is like one of the best movies ever Philip Seymour Hoffman
1: brother oh my
0: god the f- opening scene with Lovitz and <laughs> happiness is, is so good. <laughs> oh my God, Todd Solons is like one of my heroes. Like yeah, uh, he's a true. Like
1: he's like the Coen Brothers, but darker. Like he's like a Jewish great,
0: great, genius. great artist. Um, yeah, never Philip seen this. Seymour Hoffman, like, yeah, incredible, that. incredible job by him. I hate Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, I do. On, I just he's too ugly. Like just We're don't want to look. Hunger Games. Look <laughs> no, I'm too ugly uh anything else from reddit people are kind of like saying like the
1: show has gotten bad also. really yeah the, the that red like scare a, or, yeah or the roundup?
0: was it just this episode i think everybody was feeling like this not wasn't. this
1: old wizard please <laughs> what's that <laughs> this old wizard is the ultimate super fan of this oh. old wizard has turned on uh, the scare that
0: we got there are a lot of new fans on reddit like people defending meg people defending leia uh, Anna or any of
1: them any of them's Russian sock puppets? Do, you, do does anyone think that?
0: I just feel Anna, Dasha, Meg. Let's have the next episode be the three of them, and just I bet today. Have, I bet today it comes out. I hope so. I just think Anna, Dasha, Meg. Meg says a combination of good and bad stuff. I love it. That's what I love. The true red scare. Yeah, I think they're making fifty k a year, like for a fucking podcast, like. I don't it's think the, I don't think everyone's like abandoning ship. Like the Patreon keeps going up. It's uh, a good grift. It's a good grift. I think you know. Let's let's get the. I'm very confident that we'll rebound at the next episode of the scare. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my my uh my take on this roundup and the scare was just low energy scare, low energy roundup. Um. See you, see you
1: um, in hell. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be spot. to be sponsored by a cold brew company. That's going to change.
0: <laughs> Grady's <Greaties> cold brew. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah Grady's cold brew. If you're you guys should see uh, Gary walking over to my apartment in Brooklyn with his podcasting
0: rig. It's it's adorable. <laughs> and, and my it's, AirPods. And his AirPods. is adorable. <laughs> my new AirPods. I can't stop talking about. Them.